that their play on the field put them toward the back of the line. Kaiser doesn't see him. Ball is out. There always seems to be one team further behind. All right, welcome to the Brown Notes podcast, where we let them rip on the Cleveland Browns. My name is Scott. My name is Rico, and I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm great. Yeah, you sound great. <laughs> well, talking about my favorite team is difficult sometimes. It is. We have to talk about it, though, because yeah. that's what's going to make us feel better. Yeah, true. We are each other's sponsors in the support group. So, you know, I had a thought the other day yeah. while I was putzing around town, driving my sloppy jalopy. I was thinking about nice. not my family, not my job, but the toxic relationship that I'm in with the Cleveland Browns. And it's it occurred awful. to me, Rico, that since 99, you know, there's the Cleveland 99ers, right? Mm -hmm. how many hall of famers have the browns had since 1999 exactly, exactly guys who zero. have been on the roster yeah zero none how many will we have uh one joe thomas joe thomas and yeah. no argument for josh cribs or no 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 nah. he's, he's a He's <laughs> isn't that sad when one of your most popular <laughs> players in the last 22 years is a place kicker, right? Fuck that ought to, for, for all of you non Browns fans out there that might be hitting this thing that ought to tell you everything you need to know about this toxic relationship. When your favorite player is the fucking kicker. How's that sound? One of your best kickers in 20 years. But to your point, yeah, I mean, yeah. zero, but we know, isn't yeah. it next year that Joe's going to be, eligible first year eligible uh, i believe either next year or the year after but i think it's next year yep so joe thomas won so we will have maybe looking at the current roster and who's been on the team since joe thomas retired do you see any other hall of famers on the horizon hmm I want I want to say Miles Garrett. I want to, but we've traversed that highway before. And right now, he's just a really good player, but he's not a Hall of Famer. So right now, I want to say Denzel Ward maybe has a shot, but he's just a really good player. But the only one I see right now that is is a no brainer in my opinion is Nick Chubb. Nick oh, Chubb. Sorry. All right. Sorry. I take that back. Nick Chubb. Joel Batonio for sure, and perhaps Wyatt Teller. So, Hall of Fame. But Batonio and Chubb for sure, maybe Wyatt Teller. So, when you think of championship teams, they usually have 
a handful of Hall of Fame players on the roster, don't they? Uh oh yeah, in, in in most of the important positions too, but for certain, and and most of the time, one of them is your quarterback. Yeah, do you see where I'm getting at here? Is that for I sure. think I think the Cleveland Browns have a few guys on the roster. One in particular, Nick Chubb. I'm talking Hall of Fame. I think Nick Chubb could be a Hall of Fame running back. And to your point, yes. they have players at other positions like a Batonio or a Ward. Ward's got to stay healthy, or a Miles Garrett who could maybe maybe get there. You know, mm-hmm. um, but the career of Joe Thomas went by with like a 200 winning percentage, and we've got X number of years left of Nick Chubb, who I think has a real possibility of being a Hall of Famer. Agree. So I guess my question for this episode is, do the Browns have to win a Super Bowl in what's left of Nick Chubb's career to not completely fuck up having this Hall of Famer on your roster? That is an excellent question. Uh, Do you see what I'm getting at here? Yeah, I mean, again, I guess I would answer this... Just when you have a Hall top. of Famer on your roster at that position, you kind of need to get a super. You kind of need to get a Super Bowl, don't you? I mean, it, it on one on one hand, just hear me out here. On one hand, it didn't stop Dan Marino from getting into the Hall of Fame, and it's not going to stop Joe Thomas from getting into the Hall of Fame. However, in order to, I mean, how many? Gosh, I would say I, I, honestly, I would say. I would say no. Well, I don't I'm not think... trying. I'm not saying will not getting in the Super Bowl prevent Chubb from getting in the Hall of Fame. Oh, okay. I'm saying, do the Browns have to win a Super Bowl with Nick Chubb on their roster? Oh, otherwise feel, waste oh, his otherwise waste oh, his career. Okay. Does that make sense? Oh, okay, okay, I understand your question now, and absolutely yes. If they don't, gosh, man, and I'll, I'll even. I'll even I'll even water that down a tad by saying they have to at least make it to a Super Bowl in order to not waste his career. If they don't at least make it to one, then it's a total waste. And if they don't win one, then it's still kind of a waste. But to your point, I would say yes. If I they think don't you, at least make it, it's a total waste. I, th- I think you, you're right. I think you can water it down because it's the Browns and the franchise has never been to the Super Bowl. So just getting there would be what would be, you know, an incredible accomplishment. Yeah. But, and I apologize for maybe not wording the question as well, but I guess what I'm just thinking to myself is, holy hell, are we going to waste this guy's career when you've got a running back who's performing at a hall of fame level and I got to ask myself, how many years has he been in the league? He came in in the Baker Mayfield draft, right? So it's the fifth year in the league. Fifth year in the league. What's the average life expectancy for an NFL running back? It's like three I, years. Three or right? four. So he's already passed his date. Yes. He's already, already. on borrowed time running back wise. Okay. Exactly. So right. how many years are left in his career? And do the Browns have to get to a Super Bowl in that window of time? Otherwise, risk wasting a hall of fame career well and i think that's one of the reasons because it's been kind of talked about over the bye week um that more and more people are talking about the fact that 
we all believe that Stefanski et al are have him on a pitch count in order to extend his career in order to get more out of him in order to legitimize his, his, his performance in order to get a better, you know, all that stuff. Is that just, okay. Let me pause for a second. Is that effort to have him on a pitch count to extend his career, just a way to extend your super bowl window so that you increase the number of shots you have of getting there if that makes sense i believe that's exactly what it's for they see how special he is and they're trying to be and they know that you know they 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 have to have him behind the backfield or in the backfield because it increases their chances of getting a Super Bowl. Now that they've got Deshaun Watson, they he hasn't played in two years. You don't really know what you're going to get out of him, but what you know, this is the bird in hand too in the bush. They've got bird in hand with Nick Chubb. He's special. He is Hall of Fame potential. So you would want to keep that going as long as possible because it it only benefits the cause. So yeah, I would say for sure on that. So is the window the length of Deshaun Watson's contract? Absolutely not. Uh, His window is, in my opinion, he's got... No, is the Browns Super Bowl window the length of Deshaun Watson's contract? No, I think the Super Bowl window is is, is, as long as... Okay, so kirk cousins is 34 deshaun watson's what 25 20 he's like around 25 right right i think okay so kirk cousins is 34 aaron <laughs> Rodgers is older than that it, it if if deshaun watson is legitimately a top five quarterback in the entire nfl like everybody says he is then the super bowl window theoretically exists as long as he's on the team well i was going to say you're assuming he re-signs here I'm I'm only thinking of people who are under contract. And, okay, so you know, to answer your question, yes, the Super Bowl window extends the length of his contract. So in the next four years, this team that's never been to a Super Bowl has to get to a Super Bowl, and that puts Nick Chubb at season what nine of his career by the time Watson's contract is over. Correct that's though. the end of his career. Oh yeah, he's not playing he, after he's not playing beyond nine years. He's this is it. His his career ends is not going any further than Deshaun Watson's contract. So I guess what I'm trying to poke around at is is that the clock starts now and they have to get to a Super Bowl and to your point with lowered expectations simply get to one but for typical NFL fan for non psychologically damaged NFL fan winning a super bowl is the goal for yeah. psychologically damaged nfl fans like ourselves we'll Such settle for ourselves. getting there exactly so the goal is to do something the franchise has never done in their history and it has to be done in the next four seasons 23 well, would... 24 25 and 26 yeah now i'll take that a step further if they don't at least to use our watered down battered browns fans perspective on this if if the Browns don't at least make it to a Super Bowl in the next four years, it's a complete disaster in every angle you take on that team. The entire franchise would be a complete disaster if they don't at least make it to a Super Bowl during the length of Deshaun Watson's contract. Would really? You agree? 
I don't know. I mean, because I think I think I think the team would be I think the team would be satisfied if they made play if they just went to the playoffs each of those four years. You all right? Mm, uh, yeah, I'm good. You good? Okay, uh, there was a freeze up for a minute, but I think the team would be satisfied and look at it as okay to just simply went to the playoffs each of the next four years. I think I think there's a part of them that would try and convince themselves of that, but in reality, you you had the house had the Haslam's pissed off the entire league by giving him that contract. In light of his off the field situation, in light of you have a Hall of Fame running back that you're wasting, I feel, per, in my opinion, I feel like if they don't at least get to, it's a, a complete dumpster fire if they don't get to a Super Bowl during his contract. It has wow. to be. I mean, you 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 sold your soul for this off season acquisition. You it, the only way that you justify that is going to the dance, right? I mean, Lamar Jackson hasn't been there yet, has he? Has he been to a Super Bowl? I can't remember. He uh, has, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He won, They won one with him. No, that was Joe Flacco. Um, they won with went, Flacco, and they won with uh, uh, the, the defense team, um, the, uh, Trent, Trent Dilfer. Dilfer. Okay, yeah, they won with Flacco. So they haven't yeah, been to the but Super he Bowl. Went, he went to... Uh, okay, maybe not. No, they haven't been to. That's correct. They haven't been to the Super Bowl. You are right. However, his situation, he's still he's still on his rookie contract, remember? Is he really? Isn't he? Isn't he still on his rookie contract? Yeah, I'm not sure. Don't come to this podcast for research, gang. Um no, 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 I'm not sure. Because he was drafted. He was Oh, drafted he was on the, the Baker Mayfield Baker. draft. Baker Mayfield. So he's still on his rookie contract. Oh, so shit. it's not the, it's not the same with uh, Lamar Jackson because he's still on his rookie contract. It's different with Deshaun Watson because they sold their souls and guaranteed a $260 million contract to pick him up from Houston. Oh, and by the way, Lamar Jackson doesn't have any of the off-field issues that Deshaun Watson does. So it's a, it's a little bit different, right? It is a little different, but I'm just thinking in terms of like, you know, Lamar Jackson's been a league MVP you know, everybody recognizes him as an elite quarterback. He's kind of the entire offense of the Baltimore Ravens, and the team kind of goes as he goes. And I kind of feel like the Browns would be completely satisfied if the if if that team if the Browns followed a similar path with Deshaun Watson, where you're just where you where you go where he takes you, you know. And if the team wins games because he is such has such a profound impact on the game that they'll be just fine with that. Wow. If they feel that way, I can't imagine. Uh, excuse me. I can't imagine. I can't imagine they really feel like that. That's so Northeast Ohio of them. Like well, they're, they're Well, I'm not saying they don't want to win a Super Bowl, but I'm saying it. At, at the end of the day, Rico, as much as we place in the Super Bowl, the fact of the matter is only one team wins it a year, right? And then there's every other team in the league. It isn't like, well, one team won and everybody else failed. There's degrees of success. And I think the Browns' goal is to be a per perennial contender. And if by being a contender every year, 
at some point you get to the dance and win one great but i think the goal is of the franchise is to be a winning nfl team every year like a baltimore ravens are where they're in the mix every year for the playoffs and if you sneak in and, and that's how you will sneak in and get one it's not like you can just like you know okay we're gonna win it within the next two years and and it's it's more like you keep going and going and going and eventually you squeak one in you know okay so can we maybe simplify it by saying we don't we don't know what their version of this but all and this i kind of i guess this kind of goes across the board but we're talking about the browns specifically all the browns really if we if we simplify this occam's razor right put it in simplest terms all the browns really really have to do is just justify the pickup whatever that means That's, right it's subjective how do we define how do we define justifying picking him up what does that mean you mean deshaun who, watson yeah who how do we define the justification who sets those terms and how do we know when we meet them is it just making the playoffs is it just being contenders or is it getting to a super bowl or is it winning one the point is justifying the pickup what does that really mean right well, I, don't I think know. I think you know it on I think you can look at it beyond kind of like reducing it to a title if that makes sense. I think if you're watching the Browns every Sunday and you see a high octane offense that's capable of putting up big numbers and is exciting and dynamic and can hang with any team in the league then you're going to look at that and think every single single Sunday it was absolutely worth it. <laughs> Because we've yeah. never had that here. So if you see if you see on the field the type of witchery that Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson can pull off, but you see it from a guy in a Browns uniform, you're going to be like, holy hell, I've never seen this in my life in a right. Browns uniform from the quarterback position. Mm -hmm. And you will think it is worth it every day. That's right. And us, us toxic, damaged Browns fans will accept that. We'll accept some really great on field shit that we can buy into. That's kind of, and, and not necessarily be worried about being contenders because of exactly what you said. We've never had that before. This is the same. This is, this is how we are as battered Browns fans. This is, this is the same thing as saying, we can't get rid of Baker Mayfield because he's the best quarterback we've had since two, since 1999. Right. The bar is so fucking low for us that we'll just take some really good performance and fuck the playoffs and fuck the Super Bowl as long as they look really good enough to satisfy me during the regular season. I'm good, bro, because my standards are so low right now that that I'm willing to accept that, right? We're willing to accept a non-Super Bowl appearance because our standards are that low. Okay, but I, I got to argue with you a little bit on this one, all right? Because, yes, it's a we've never seen it, and we, I have low standards. But could you imagine being a Bills fan and watching what that team does week after week and in the playoffs with Josh Allen? Oh, How much God, fun that would be as a fan and how the team, everybody in the NFL, I know he's hurt now, but I mean – but everybody in the NFL talks about how amazing and they just gush about the bills are so loaded and so incredible and offensively they can do anything. 
and you watch this kid at quarterback and he's amazing and you see that game in the playoffs against the chiefs but how much of the how okay what have the bills won well uh they nothing well they've been the four they've been they've been the four super bowls in a row though in the 80s so at least but in this iteration with josh allen in this iteration they haven't done jack shit right but they're a shit ton of fun to watch they're exciting every espn and and fox and all the sports channels just rave and talk the bills lead their headlines i mean i want to be in that conversation and as a fan if i know my team is right there with patrick mahomes and josh allen and lamar jackson and pulling that kind of witchery on sundays where you see just this freakish quarterback play i'm gonna be super happy dude i mean I can't say that it's going to amount to Super Bowls. I can't say that it's even going to amount to multiple AFC championships because the AFC has a ton of talent in it. But if I was a fan, if my team is pulling off that level of elite quarterback play and that kind of witchery and that kind of offensive production that you see when you watch those teams and you then you watch your team and you're like, I'm not even in the same league if you're able to hang with that, I mean, I'm oh going to be, God. I'm going to feel like it was worth it every single time. Okay. You know what so, I'm saying? Oh God, I, I can't imagine it would be like, I, I actually would be able to exist on a Sunday without regretting existing on a Sunday. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. What's your favorite part of the season, Scott? I know mine. Oh, it's fucking, the bye week. It's the fucking bye week, man. That's absolutely true. Yeah, it's the, the best part week, of the Brown season. The best part of the Brown season. And it would be nice to exist <laughs> on a Sunday and not want to puke all over myself. What do you think? That, that would be Haslam would think if he heard his fans saying the best part of the season is the bye week. It's the bye week. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, listen, it would be super fantastic if the Browns could exist like the Bills right now. I'm not holding it. I'm holding it to you tonight, November 10th. How much faith do you have that Deshaun Watson is going to take you there to what you just described relevancy on the road to respectability, right? Is Deshaun Watson going to give you the respectability that we've been craving so much for 20 years? All right. Well, how let me faith put you have in there. Let me, let me answer it by saying this. When I, when I think with like my, my regular brain, I think, oh, he hasn't played in two years. He's got all this bullshit surrounding him and it's just gross and yada, yada. But then I go to my friend YouTube and I just start pulling up clips of him with the Texans and you see it and you're like, holy fuck, is he good? You know, then you start thinking, oh, wow. So if he's still that guy, so how much faith? I think he's young enough and good enough to where he has everything he ever had before. And I think, and I'll even go one further. I think Kevin Stefanski is really a fucking good offensive coach. And I think he squeezed amazing performances out of Jacoby Brissett, really highly mediocre quarterbacks that he's made play exceptionally well. Baker Mayfield, we're seeing more with every passing day is complete trash. And Kevin Stefanski had me thinking that this kid could be an MVP 
quarterback mm-hmm. at one point. He had him playing so well. I mean, I think Kevin's, yeah, go ahead. Keep he going. Offensively, Rico, he's smart. He's creative. I think I believe those stories of him sitting down with the iPad and Deshaun Watson and saying, this is what I'm going to do with you. Me too. And I think Deshaun Watson was excited about it. I cannot wait to see those two combine together to you- kind of be the brains behind a Browns offense. So honestly, long answer, I think he's still got it. I don't think he's lost any of it. I think he's young. I think he's special. I think he's hungry. I think he's a little mad. All the above. And I think he's got a really smart guy calling the plays. Are we... And a Hall of Fame running back. Oh, true. That's not going to hurt at all. Um, This has been discussed a little bit this week. Uh, And I want to ask you, A, are we collectively putting too much pressure on Deshaun Watson? B, should we be putting too much pressure on him? And C, do you think he can handle it? He can handle it. He can handle it. Are we putting pressure? I don't think Browns fans are putting any pressure on him. I don't think he's a reality to Browns fans yet. He's still like a ghost, right? We haven't seen him, you know? I think that expectation will come like it did with LeBron James. Remember when after LeBron was here a while, we just expected him to do amazing things, right? True. And it was like we just expected him to carry the team and we just expected like, you know, that kind of witchery every night. And and LeBron even at one point famously said we're spoiled. Remember that? In his first you know time what? He, he he was in from a certain point of view, he was kind of right on that one. Yeah. And I think I don't think the pressure's on Watson now, but I think when we see him play, I think Browns fans will, after a while, come to expect it. And you know what? That's going to mean you're playing some really good football. Yeah. Uh, so, so you don't think that it's and even if there was this virtual pressure that everybody of expectation has put on, you think it's cool? You think it's okay that he can handle it? And yeah. there's nothing, nothing. Okay. I, I can buy that. I mean, you're yeah, I don't think, I don't think any amount of booing and visiting cities is going to bother him. I it, can, the media coverage of him and what was said about him over the summer and into the fall. And I'm not talking about, I'm not taking sides on anything. I'm just saying what was said in the media about him in the summer and in the fall, could it get any worse? definitely for all that's a really great point it's not ever going to get any worse than what he experienced this summer and you're spring, damn right so. so he's and he weathered it it's over it's it's I all mean, it's going to keep going but well, sure it's, but it's all downhill from here yes the conversation is going to start to be about football now mm-hmm. and what's going I mean, on in the field. You think he, there he's going to get booed when he goes places but i don't really think they i mean there's only a a couple of guys that really care about that. And I don't think as a quarterback, you can't care when people boo. He's I don't think it's good that's, by that. No, he's not going to give a damn about that. That's not going to matter. No. Not only that, but it, it'll, if anything, it'll galvanize the team because they'll back him up. Agree. Yeah. It's not going to matter. So I don't really think there's any, so I guess to kind of wrap here is that, Having said this, if you kind of take this whole conversation and this idea of like a Super Bowl in four years and knowing that I've got Neo and I always expect the worst, I'm going to go out and say, and then I want your opinion, even though I said I'd be happy if the team's just one of the elite NFL teams in those four years, 
I'm going to go ahead and say that it's possible and maybe even likely that the Browns finally get to the Super Bowl in the next four years. I'm going to agree with you on that. I, I am going to. They, they, the, the guy, he's, 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 played, he's played four seasons, right? Is that correct? He's played four seasons. Yep. And in four seasons – he is legitimately maybe even a top three or four quarterback in the entire league. He's, he's clearly demonstrated that. Now, you put him behind the best offensive line in the entire league. I don't think anybody can argue with that, right? Yep. <clears throat> Nobody runs better routes than Amari Cooper. Yep. That much is clear. Um, Peoples Jones has demonstrated that he's a really good number two wide receiver. Yeah. David Njoku is legitimately a top four tight end this year. And your running back averages six yards a carry. (laughs) I can't imagine that level of quarterback being in a better position to succeed. And so I fully, I mean, let's remove the Neo because the Neo in me is going to say, well, we'll get to that. I fully expect just like you do, to them to get to a Super Bowl during Deshaun Watson's contract. I mean, are they going to win it? Who knows? But I fully expect for them to get there. Are they going to get there? I Again, I, I'm battered. I'm damaged. I'm damaged. I'm damaged goods. So the Neo in me says they're going to find a way to screw it up. And it's and and I'm going to be having this hope, this this providence that I'm just trying to reach for. And it's going to be a big tease. It's the carrot that I can never reach, right? Is the Deshaun Watson carrot that I'm trying to grab and eat, but it's I'm never finding it. <laughs> so that part of me is competing with, with the statistical reality that he's never been in a better situation. And and maybe has there been a quarterback recently? that has been in this situation with this offense, like put Patrick Mahomes in this offense or any of those guys, like on paper, the the Browns offense is better than everybody else. Take the quarterback out of it on paper. The Browns offense is probably better than anybody's in the NFL. Right now put, now put a top four quarterback in there. Right. I can't imagine them not getting to a Super Bowl, but God damn it, that fucking carrot that I'm never going to reach, and I'm going to be hoping, and they're going, and it's just not going to happen, and I'm, and then it's the toxic relationship that keeps me just doubting this. All right, well let's let's do hack sports talk radio because I'm just sitting here telling you right now that a three and six team is going to be in the Super Bowl the next four years. Oh, so let's let's do hack. Let's do hack FM uh, or AM talk sports talk radio let's do it so here it is so had deshaun watson not been suspended and played every game this year what would their record be there's your hack sports talk radio hack sports okay so if okay so had deshaun watson played every single game this year and had the appropriate amount of offseason and they're what three um, and five right i think i said they're three three and five right now i i they're probably six or seven wins what do you think? And, and I agree. And why is that? Because here's the thing that the Browns have not had in Kevin Stefanski's time here is they struggle to close out games late. Isn't Deshaun Watson going to get that late first down? 
Isn't he going to? Isn't he going to give you that? How many? When you watch the elite quarterbacks, don't they get that fourth quarter touchdown that ices the game? He's done that before. He's done that with Houston. He's performed really well late in games. Right, and that's the element this team has missed because Baker Mayfield always shit the bed late in games. We've seen Mm -hmm. Jacoby Brissett do it. Shit the game late in games. Yep, shit the bed. Yep. Yep. The Browns can't close out games. It's the only, it's the, it's the one thing they're missing. And that's the difference. Jacoby Brissett has played really well. Obviously he's not Deshaun Watson and not as dynamic, but he can't close the game out. No. And Deshaun Deshaun Watson's going to, going to close the game out. He is. And that's the difference between three and five and six and two. Yep. Right there. And, and to, to your point before, Hit with Stefanski coaching him. Stefanski has the superpower, has shown in his career that he's able to get blood out of a fucking rock, man, right? Like he's taken, to your point before, he's taken average quarterbacks and made them look really fucking good. And he's never had somebody this good. So it's really, they we're all really intrigued to find out what those two are going to do together. So yeah. I, the hack question of the day is they'd be six or seven wins right now, right? It's madness, right? It's that's the history of our fandom. It's just madness. All right, gang. Well, this has been Brown Notes. Rico, you might go to another one next week. We're good, baby. Hey, we got you know when you when you have your support group, it's it's important to attend the support group regularly to make sure that you stay on track and that you don't regress and fall off the wagon. And then, so that's what we're going to do here. Well, I think what we engaged in tonight was what, what you would call a little bit of fantasy ideation. Yes. Where we imagined the Browns in a Super Bowl. That's right. It's like we're in the desert and we're seeing a water fountain. What 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 step in the what step in the in the process are we in right now? Are we still in step one? No, are, we're not. We're not in denial anymore. So we're past denial. We we're fully aware of the toxic relationship that we have. So we're we're in step two, maybe. Right? Yeah. What's Accept, what's that? Acceptance. Acceptance. Right. <laughs> we we've accepted our toxic relationship. So there you go. All right. All right, gang. See you next time. Cleveland Browns, all day, all night.